Welcome to the Global Mission Sync Podcast. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, coming up here tonight, and there was all kinds of things in my heart that were going over, and, and uh, you know, there was some thoughts that were not so good over here, and there were some good thoughts over here, and, and I thought to myself, you know, Lord, I want you to accomplish what you want to accomplish tonight. I don't need to be up here. But if you want me to be up here, I'll, I'll run up. <laughs> Sounds like he wanted me to be up here. We'll trust that he did. I was thinking about David. And I was thinking about how he went down to uh, the battle scene where Goliath was. And <clears throat> he... Uh, he asked about what was going on. He wanted to know. And they told him, they said, well, you know, if you, uh, for the person that kills this Goliath, uh, there'll, there'll be great things coming to him. And he described that in, in the scripture there. And the men of Israel were afraid. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little story about myself personally. Um, when I was in, oh, I guess I was 14, and I was living in, in Morocco, pretty exotic place, but uh, all my buddies and I went down to the movie theater, and, and uh, uh, they were smoking. And I thought, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I could look as cool as they are. And so I started smoking. And uh, <laughs> they were awful things. Uh, they were these uh, Moroccan cigarettes, and I'm not sure how they manufactured them, but they were pretty awful. And I smoked a whole pack of those that night in the theater. <laughs> and I was just green at the end of it. And I thought, and, and you know, my dad had promised me, he said, if you don't smoke, I'll give you $500 when you're 16. And, and that was a long time ago, so that'd be like $5 million today. <laughs> And, uh, of course, you know, I broke that, and, and uh, I continued to smoke after that. I smoked until eight years later, where I was at two and a half packs a day. I'd get up in the morning, and I wouldn't even open my eyes. I'd roll over to the nightstand. I'd pick up a cigarette, and I'd smoke. And then one day, my dad, who was a smoker also, quit smoking. You know, the year before I was to finish my first uh, college degree. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, he had quit. And it was a whole year went by, and, and New Year's was coming along, and I thought, you know, if that old geezer can quit, I sure can. And so I decided that I would. And I didn't know the Lord. I want, want you to know that. I w didn't know the Lord till I was 33. So I was about 20 years old. Well, 22 years old here. And uh, I was, uh, you know, it was a pretty heavy habit that I had. And uh, I quit. Just cold turkey. I had no idea that there was any, any help around. And I just said, I'm quitting because he could have. <laughs> and so, and I'll tell you what. When I quit for the first three weeks, that addiction was so bad, 
But you know, it wasn't the, the chemical addiction so much. Now I look back on it and I can see what was happening in the spirit. The enemy was just beating on me to get me back smoking. Absolutely beating on me. The voices in the spirit that I heard was, you've got to have a cigarette. You've got to smoke. It was so powerful that it wasn't anything that I could do. But I was determined, and I think it was the Lord that got me through that. For three weeks that continued. It was continual beating. But, you know, one of the things that is good about resolve is, you know, and I know the Lord helped me. Um, but the good thing about resolve is there is an end to that beating, you know. And there's an end to those voices. And eventually, after three or four weeks, it was pretty good. You know, I sort of felt, you know, pretty normal now. And I was so, it was funny, it was just like, you know, you were getting off a drug and it was like you were in a, you know, you were spaced out. I, that's the only word I can think of. You were just like, you couldn't even think properly until that passed. And the part of it was because I was listening and I heard those voices you know, from the enemy. We all hear voices. That's why I tell that story. And look at the, the Israelites. All of Israel were, was afraid of Goliath. You know, that was Dave, David's Goliath. But he wasn't because he was listening to a different voice. And, you know, he wasn't listening to the voice of the enemy. In fact, the voice of the enemy even came through one of his brothers and said, let me just see if I can find that. I think it was Elab. Eliab, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. His eldest brother heard when he, he spake unto the men, and Eliab, Ab's anger was kindled against David. Whoa. Was that the right spirit? We all know that that wasn't. He was listening to a different spirit. And he said, Why camest thou uh, down hither? And with whom hast thou left those sheep in the wilderness? He was fairly critical of his brother, wasn't he? Have you ever run across that? <laughs> we all have. We're, our heart is right. We're trying to do what the Lord said. And we're coming up against a little bit of resistance in, in the spirit. And you know, it comes out of some people sometimes. You know? Not through any fault of their own, but, but perhaps because they're not in the spirit, the right spirit. And he went on to chide him and said, I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of heart. <laughs> he was being judged pretty harshly. For thou art come down um, that thou mightest see the battle. Evil surmising. Boy, David had it all against him. What did David do? Did he listen to that voice? No, he had heard the Lord. He had heard what the Lord declared as the truth. And he said, and David said, what have I d done now? Is there no, not a cause? And he turned from him toward another. He was ready to be finished with hearing that voice. 
and to move on. And we know the rest of the story, how he, he won that. And you know, the Lord speaks to us. He's speaking to us in this camp in a wonderful way. He wants to show us what he has ahead for us. He wants us to drop all those things that need to be dropped from our lives and hearts. He wants us to go on with him. But I'll tell you what, um, we are each going to encounter other voices. And what we do with that will make a big difference in what the Lord can do with us. We just have to not believe him. He's lying to us. Because the Lord told us, he says, I have an open door. All you have to do is drop off a few things, and here we go. We're on a trip. And you don't know where you're going, but trust me. And you know what the enemy's telling us? Quite the opposite. You know, oh, you shouldn't do that. You can't get rid of that. You can get rid of it. Whatever it is in your life, you can get rid of it. Because the Lord said he'd deliver you. Didn't he die on the cross so that you could have be free? So you could have the liberty to go on in Christ and to accomplish what he wants you to accomplish in this earth. Each one of you, from the smallest child to the oldest person. I'm not sure who the oldest person is here. <laughs> but I know it's not me. <laughs> Some of you might think that because I get kind of crotchety sometimes. But praise the Lord. You know, this has happened several times throughout the scripture. Uh, Peter was on the boat, you know. And he, um, Jesus came, to, came, you know, in the storm and, and uh, the storm was just blasting. And the enemy was working through that storm. He, you know, he wanted, he didn't want anything monumental to happen. He was, he was working hard on Peter. But Peter said, Lord, can I come out there? And the Lord said, come on. And the Lord is saying to you tonight, come on. Let's go. <laughs> it's an exciting, it's an exciting time. I've got work for you to do. Come on. And it'll be fun. And it, it will be fun in the sense of, it will, I won't give you a big burden. My burden is light. And my, my yoke, my yoke is light. And my burden, I'm not sure how that goes. My yoke is easy. Thank you. <laughs> he wants us to come on. And so we, we step out of the boat. We step out of what we're comfortable with. You know, I've, I've been taking a look at sales courses, and one of the, the sales courses says, well, you've got to completely change your thinking. You know, you've got to get rid of fear, and it goes on and on and on, you know. And it's true. You've got to change your thinking when you have to get out of something that's comfortable. And I think we've, we've been running around this mountain a little too long. We've gotten comfortable here. You know, there's a nice camp over here, you know. Good fire, you know, we've got a good place for fire. We've got, we know where to get the firewood. We know, you know, where the water is, you know, it's, it's comfortable. We might have even built a nice chair and we can have our repose in it, you know. But the Lord says, no. I said, he said, step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. And so Peter did. Hallelujah. He stepped out of the boat and he walked on the water. And then 
he began to hear those voices again. The, the wrong spirit, the enemy of our soul, came in, and he said, Oh, man, you're going to start singing. And he got fear in his heart. And the Lord said to him, Well, you know, where, after it was all over, he said, Where is your faith? And you know where your faith is? Is it's in love. Because it says faith works in love. And so let me kind of build you an illustration. Can I have the hand mic, please? Is that working good? Okay, I hope I don't bounce it around too much. I'm down here, and I'm not in the spirit. I'm just giving it as an illustration. It's not real. I'm, I'm not in the spirit here, right? Okay, so I'm susceptible to not having faith. Because I'm not in God's love, am I? And I'm susceptible to the enemy of my soul. I might do some pretty stupid things down here. And my elders and my other elders in Calgary could tell you that. And also some of the people there could tell you that. I get out of the spirit. So do they, by the way. <laughs> we all do, don't we? Everyone in this room has been out of the spirit and done something stupid. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. This is the, we, we talked about this on a Sunday. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes and you're out of the Spirit because God is there for you to bring you back right up. He loves you so much that he, he, you know, he knows it's a process and you have to learn. And some of the mistakes are hard and you, <laughs> you really make a car wreck of the thing, you know. But some of them are just simple things, and you might beat yourself up. But he says, no, 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 don't beat yourself up. He says, I've got this. Just come to me. You had the right heart. You wanted to do the right thing, but you were, you were down here. So now I rise into the Spirit. Hallelujah. And I'll turn this off so it doesn't bump around. I'm up in the Spirit. We just praised the Lord. Wasn't it wonderful? It was, because we rose into the Spirit. And you know, you can't make any mistakes up here if you're truly in the Spirit. Except if you listen to those voices, the waves are starting to creep in. Whoa, hey, this is a little scary. Fear creeps in, and it can drag you back down. So we praise the Lord again. We rise above all that. Hallelujah. So... We don't want to be in a place where we're listening to those voices that tell us we can't go on. God has a better place for us. And he's showing us the way. And so we really need to pay attention to what he has for us. And, and when he says something, we've got to rise into the spirit, get a hold of the faith that he's, he's just... He's got his arms outstretched and says... Here's the faith for you. And then we have to take that faith and just believe him no matter what we hear. We have to be like a dog with, you know, that's hanging on to the bone. Don't let go. Hang on to that faith and press in. And he will accomplish the rest. Hallelujah. When I first came out, I had been saved in a wonderful way. The Lord used somebody that wasn't a Christian to smarten me up. <laughs> he said, I was way, way off. I was in a, you know, I was dealing with people that were probably in the, the uh, 
the wrong end of the spirit, spiritual thing and, and uh, in business. And, uh, and I was telling this to my friend one night, and he said, uh, he stood up. We were in a bar, and we were having a drink, and he stood up in this bar with all these people around and said, shouted at me and said, you're, you're way off. Can you imagine that? He wasn't even a Christian. Some of you have heard this story before. What are you doing? He says, you've got to become a Christian. I bet you wouldn't expect that in a bar. But the Lord had something else in mind for me. And so I, I listened to that voice because it was the only person in my life, not my parents, not my other friends, but that one person I had respect for. And God knew that. And he designed that person in his heart just the way he was. And I hope old Gord is saved by now. Hallelujah. He was struggling to try to find out what that was. You know, probably, you know, going over it in his mind more than in his heart. Like we all sometimes do with spiritual things. And then, you know, one day another drinking buddy of mine noticed that I was getting interested in the things of God. And, you know, I could hardly wait to hear about the things of God. I could just, you know, I would knock people down in the street. Do you know anything about Jesus? <laughs> you know, And uh, I didn't do that. But, you know, it was a little more calm and, and, and uh, not quite as, as uh, aggressive as that, I guess. And I could, I, I could barely contain myself. I had to know about the Lord. And uh, I gave my heart to the Lord all by myself. You know, the Lord doesn't need a lot of fanfare. He can, he can have that for you if you need it. He can design a specific thing. It's wonderful. But um, it was time for me to get to church, and, and I asked this fellow, you know, well, he, he actually volunteered. He said, we should go to church. There's these people down in, in uh, downtown. They walk with God. Oh, man. That's what I wanted. These people, they walk with God. I just pictured that in my mind. And, and I thought, wow, that's something. Okay, let's go there. And, of course, he didn't. He was backslidden. He knew about the move of the Spirit. It was part of it at one time, I think. I said the next Sunday, well, let's go. You know, And finally, he didn't go on the next Sunday. And so finally, the third Sunday, I said, where do they meet and when? And I just went down there myself. Well, this was another situation, just like the quitting smoking situation. This was another situation where the enemy didn't want me to get to that meeting. And it was downtown at the time at the YWCA. And it was everything I could do to get through that downtown to get to that meeting. The enemy was saying, oh, you'll look stupid. You know, all the things that you can imagine, you know, just embarrass. it's going to be embarrassing to you. You don't want to go there. I'll tell you what, I persevered as we all should when the Lord tells us something. Hallelujah. I didn't even know it was the Lord speaking to me. I didn't even know I was saved, even though I had accepted the Lord. And sure enough, when I got right to that threshold, I was home. Hallelujah. There was great things ahead for me. Just like there's great things ahead for you, as you do the things the Lord has asked you to do. And don't listen to the enemy. Because he'll make all kinds of noise, and it's just fluff. It's lies, okay? And we, if you want to believe a lie, you could. 
but I think there's, God has something better for you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So, as soon as I got there, of course, Brother Levson was there, the old, old Brother Levson, Dan, and, and uh, uh, Dave, and, and uh, all those guys' father. And he was there, and he, he, he told me, oh, well, you're saved. You know, because he could sense that. And I just went out of that meeting and back home, and I danced all the way. Hallelujah, I'm saved. I mean, I was just thrilled in my heart. But I had to listen to the Lord. I didn't listen to those stupid voices of the enemy trying to dissuade me. You're going to meet a lot of resistance. You're going to think you can't do it. And you can't. But the Lord can do it for you. Hallelujah. He's been so good to me. And I doubt him still. You know, I still have the, hear those voices and I think, oh, I, I can't do that. You know, but we need, just, all we need to do is just rise up into the Spirit. We rise up into the Spirit. And like that song we just sang, so, so wonderful a song. The anointing gets on us. We realize how much God loves us. And we enter in, you know, to the Spirit. And, you know, those voices start to go away. It's just like the, the, the guy that was the jet pilot, you know, the fighter pilot. And he noticed, he looked over and noticed on his coveralls that he had a scorpion that joined him. And that scorpion could have killed him. And, you know, he would have crashed the jet or hurt him badly. And uh, he just thought, you know, if I rise up high enough, that scorpion can't survive. But I can because I've got the oxygen and all that. He rose up further and further, and pretty soon that thing killed over and died. I don't know if it's a real story, but it sounds good, doesn't it? (laughs) Wonderful thing. We just have to get that jet pointed up, right? Rise up into the spirit. Rise up, church. There's a song like that, I think. Anyhow, rise up. We need to rise up so that those voices can't be heard anymore because the presence of the Lord is so rich that all we want to do is do his will. We don't want to do anything that he doesn't want us to do. We won't make mistakes there. I guarantee it. We can't because he's doing the work. And we can have that every moment of every day. Hallelujah. We have so much to look forward to. Let us enter into his gates. Thanksgiving in our hearts. I said it wrong. And enter his courts with praise. For this is the day right now. Not tomorrow, but right now. That the Lord has made. I'll add one more thing because he said keep going. So you can blame him afterwards, right? (laughs) I was looking at this sales stuff because I've got to learn how to sell now. I'm 64 years old, and I didn't realize that you needed a sales course in the beginning of your career. And so now I finally come to that. <laughs> Pretty dumb. Anyhow, been running businesses since I don't know when, and, and uh, didn't know about that. Anyhow, they said this guy, you know, he's talking on this tape, and, and he's a. I don't know if he even knows the Lord, but he said something that is really true. He, I think. 
I think there's a fragment of truth in it. He said, if you live in the past, you're going to be dragged back there and you won't be able to attend, I'm putting in my words, be able to attend to today because you'll be so worried about all the mistakes you made that you'll be dragged back there. And you'll be living in the past. You can't be successful today. There's, there's three kinds of people, right? Those that live in the past. That's the first one. And the, the next person is the person that lives in the future. And that's probably even more dangerous. But just as, as destructive to, to today is the person that lives in the future. Well, what if that happens? Have you ever done that? Tried to plan out all the possibilities of things that could happen. What if that happens? What if that happens? Oh, my goodness. Well, we make, better make a plan for what if this happens. I do that a lot. I don't know enough. Oh, I don't know enough. Do I need to know that? You know, again, I'm unsuccessful if I do that. But then there's a, a third person. I got the past and the, the future. Now we've got the present. And the person that lives in the present has a goal in mind, like we do. We want to enter into the kingdom of heaven as a son of God or a daughter of God. And we have. A goal, we leave the past behind with the help of the Holy Spirit. We're forgiven for those things because of the cross and because of Jesus Christ and him crucified. And we say, okay, what about the future? What if this happens? What if it doesn't matter? It just doesn't matter. What can I do today to further press on to achieve that goal. I thought that there was some value in that because it's so easy to worry about tomorrow or yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Made some mistakes. You got problems, you know, forgiveness. Put it all in the, in the past. Just ask the Lord. He can do it for you. You're worried about the future? Ah, he's got that in his hand too. Hallelujah. So, you know, we just have to press in and believe God. And the best way to do that is just exactly what we did tonight. Enter into the Spirit. Enter into the Spirit of God and have that anointing on us so that we can follow Him and His leading and make Him the most important, His will the most important in our life. And we will be successful we will make it. And we don't have to worry about anything else. He's got it covered. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Thank you for uh, listening. And uh, I just pray the Lord blesses you all with something I said. <laughs> Amen. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.